Before we start today's episode, I want to mention our sponsor, Swoosh English, the best way to pass your OET or IELTS exams. For 10% off any course, go to swooshenglish.com forward slash our voices discount or click the link in the episode description. I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices, a stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In this series, we welcome NHS doctors and nurses who now live and work in the UK. We'll immerse ourselves within their stories as they work tirelessly to help their patients. That's what the patient teach me, that there's nothing more powerful that you can do in life than making a difference to somebody. Born in Barcelona, Spain, Joe had aspirations of becoming an A&E nurse. After qualifying in 1997, he found it difficult to find work and ended up delivering pizzas for a local restaurant. Undeterred and sensing opportunity abroad, he moved to the UK. I landed in Luton with 50 pounds in my pocket and a suitcase full of dreams. 20 years has gone by and I have a fantastic career. After landing on Bonfire Night in the year 2000, he made his way up to Yorkshire. At that time, one of the best series on TV was ER, and, and a bit I was a bit cocky. I thought I was the George Clooney, uh, I could be the same uh, as a nurse in, 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 in any department. Uh, unfortunately, uh, when I arrived to, to Yorkshire, um, my English uh, was not good enough because they don't speak English here in Sheffield, they speak Yorkshire. And that means I couldn't understand anything. And um, I couldn't work in any. And the, other, the only option I had was to move to intensive care where the patients are less uh, communicative. But uh, I also struggled. I struggled because I couldn't understand a lot of the orders from the doctor. And it was thanks to, to a nurse um, called Joe, Joe Peace at that time who uh, had GCs in Spanish who used to help me that I, under- I understood everything I needed to do. And, and then we became friends, friends, we became boyfriend and girlfriend, and then uh, we married. And now we have um, two beautiful children. Unfortunately, time have, uh, have um, drifted us apart, but we're still good friends. We're not married any longer, but, um, you know, she's one, um, uh, she's a very important person in, in, in my life. And I always uh, will love her as, as a person, as a mother of my children. But that's how I started in, in this country. A strong sentiment. Joel's words made me think about the type of nurse he is. I asked him about the importance of human connection. For me, it's the number one. Um, it's more powerful than any drug, any machine. Any If you don't have connection with the patient or the patient don't have also of the of the illness, the patient will never get through. Uh, it needs to be a balance with both. And it's very important that as a nurse, don't forget the person that you're dealing with. And uh, old-fashioned way is... We used to tell the patient what to do all the time from from medical point of view, from a nursing, because we thought that we know best. We, we've been three years in university. I always think the patients know more uh, because they've been living with their condition for a long time. And uh, and we need to listen to the patient. Every patient is different. Um, it's a proverb, uh, African proverb that uh, I love to say, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. That's been my motto. I want to go far, but I want to go together with the patient and, and my colleagues and, and everybody being part of the decision. I asked him how his point of view had changed over his 20 years on the job. Uh, as a nurse, um, 
I loved gadgets. As a person, as a man, I used to love technology. And in intensive care, I used to love all the pumps, the machines, the infusions, the monitors. For me, it was a challenge. Unfortunately, that was my, my, my main focus. My patient-centered care was not at its best. I used to ask the nurse in charge, can I have the patient with more pumps, please? That was the, the wrong way of being a nurse. But something changed uh, when I was there a year and a half. Um, there was a, a patient who had similar age as me, who had a motorbike accident, and uh, he was in the unit for over a month. And basically, he was not getting anywhere. Uh, the doctors were very worried because um, he was not progressing. And the nurse in charge thought, well, Joe is a male, um, is your age. Why don't you go in and you know try to make friends with him and, and talk about football? Because also he was a quite fan of the football. Then I did. Uh, at the beginning, when I went, I was quite excited. Uh, they had chest drains. They have uh, they, this man have all, a lot of a lot of infusions. And for the first three hours, I was all the, the infusions. Still, um, he was awake, and suddenly he, he tapped me and he, he asked me. He made me a request. I never forget that. On that cubicle used to be a little window, just at the end, and he asked me, "What can you see through the window?" And I said, "Well, it's a." miserable day, it's the car park, it's raining, it's very gray. And suddenly he smiled and he told me, I want to see it. And I said, whoa, you're crazy. I say, no, I cannot do it, it's too dangerous. I need to mobilize you, you are with chest drains, a lot of infusions. It's impossible for you to put you to sit down in, to sit down in front of the, of the window and look outside. But something was nagging me on the head. What was nagging at Joe was the smile on his patient's face when he described the mundane view he had from his hospital bed. He went home like many of us do, thinking about how to solve his problems at work. I came back the, the following day determined that I was going to move that patient to the front of the window. And he did. It took him nearly four hours to carefully move the patient and all the medical equipment. When I put him just in front of the window and I raised the bed uh, as high as it could, uh, and then um, he asked me to, to sit next to him. That moment changed my life. I sat on his bed, we hold hands, and, and we were totally silent. And suddenly he uh, started crying. I started crying also. We didn't say anything. And something magic happened on that moment. Because from that point, he recovered. In less than a week, he went from intensive care to HDU and then went, went to the war. The doctors were telling the change of the patient, how from going nowhere suddenly he uh, was able to, to get better and, and so quickly. At that point, I discovered the power, the power of patient-centered care. I discovered a power as a nurse can have because uh, I was convinced that the thing that changed on that patient was uh, the hope the hope I gave him um, to sit in, in front of the chair and to be able to be outside. Uh, and I discovered that sometimes patient-centered care can be more powerful than any other uh, medicine, that the more powerful, the monitors and everything. That's when I fall in love with nursing and the power of making a difference. And, and it's, like, uh, um, it's like Barcelona beating Real Madrid 5-0. Uh, we're talking about football, that euphoria, that uh, happiness. Uh, that I had when I went back home after doing that with that patient, I will never forget that moment. And that moment transformed my career, transformed my life. 
And since then, I, I pursue a patient center care and having that feeling. Think back to that moment for me. When you were silent, holding hands, why do you think you started crying? It was a very powerful moment. I, I, to be honest, I don't know. I suddenly felt electricity. Um, I, I felt a connection that I never experienced before. A lot of emotions. I, I felt the pain that the, the patient was, was feeling. I was very disorientated. never felt that before. Uh, and and I overwhelmed with, with emotion. That's what I was, I, I was crying. And, uh, and, uh, and I, I didn't want to move the hand away. I, I got hooked on, on to that feeling also. And, uh, and that connection with the patient, that was very, very powerful. Not many of us have felt a connection like that whilst at work. There is truly something unique about being a nurse. Joe recognizes that it wasn't the experience alone that made his patient recover faster, but it was the trigger for a domino effect of change to take place. He wanted to go better. It's the willingness, the power. The suddenly he was doing the exercise. Before he was very passive, a very passive patient. The physio used to come, he used to do nothing. Suddenly he was a totally different person. Before that patient for me was, was depressed. The doctors told him that uh, probably couldn't walk again uh, and he was young. And for him, life basically was completely different and he didn't want to live. But the power of him suddenly changed the mindset that I want to, I want to live, I want to be involved and pushing himself and wanted to get better together with the technology because the technology helped and the physiotherapist and the nurse and to move him forward. He visualized what he wanted to be. He didn't want to be in that room. He wanted to be outside. And that's the power that I gave to him, putting him in front of the window. He thought, I want to be outside. I don't want to die here. 18 years on, Joe can't remember the man's name. But the impact he's had on his career as a nurse has been phenomenal. I thought about plenty of times then to, to find him, but he probably don't, won't remember me. And because that's one of the things I discovered it's a, it's a funny thing, intensive care, because they remember very little on the time they were uh, critically ill. And I think the body and the mind is very clever because there are points, uh, they're battling for their life and, and, and all the energy is spent of recovering. And often they don't remember a lot of the time they were in intensive care. I never um, expected him to contact me. Probably he's somewhere in Sheffield, married or I don't know, um, but having a normal life. proverb Joe spoke about, if you want to go far, go together, truly sums up the NHS. The doctors, nurses, healthcare assistants, and all the key workers that make up the NHS work together to help their patients day by day, month by month, year by year. This proverb epitomizes the journey that Joe has been on since arriving in the UK. From the help he received from Joe, the mother of his children who initially helped him to learn English, all the way to the support he provided to the patient to be able to see from the window, which led to him recovering and walking out of the hospital healthy again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please click subscribe and if you could leave us a review, it would mean a lot. If you want to continue the conversation with us, reach out at ourvoicespodcast.com. Or if you found this episode valuable, 
please consider supporting us to keep doing what we're doing through our Patreon page. You can find a link in the description. See you in the next episode. I want to acknowledge our sponsor, Swoosh English, for making these podcasts possible. It's the best place to get training and support to pass your OET, IELTS and PT exams. If you want to hear from doctors or nurses who've passed their exam with the help of Swoosh English, go and listen to episodes from Rima, Midun, Cynthia, Tara and Hussein. For 10% off any course, visit swooshenglish.com forward slash Our Voices Discount.